This is Uncomfortable is a podcast from Marketplace about life and how money messes with it. Join host Ray McCrace for a new season diving into money secrets, big and small. We all have money secrets. Some are private, the kind of secret that stays in the family. And then there are the big societal secrets that dictate our day-to-day existence in ways that we don't even realize. Subscribe to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes out now. This episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by the McDonald's one two three dollars menu. If you want a sweet deal on a sweet drink, honey, go to McDonald's. The Mickey D's Sprite, honey, got some spice to it, honey. Hit you <clears throat> you want to make sure you hit that. <laughs> Very important. The soft drinks at McDonald's just hit differently. You know what I'm saying? Unmatched. I mean, you, you need to get you a good burp, honey, get you one of them Sprites, honey, just, you know. Take care of it. Handle it real good. Burn my throat good. Good. Sometimes you just need it. You've never been, uh, you've never been um, more thorough when vacuuming when you've, (laughs) when you're at the bottom of a McDonald's drink, honey, searching for the last drops of that high C orange. You you just want to get that down. Okay. All in the corners. You spin in the straw around. (laughs) Plus, you know, it's going to be a good day when you grab the Mickey D's breakfast okay there are some breakfast foods that only mcdonald's can make right a weekend treating yourself to mcdonald's breakfast is a whole new level of greatness under them hash browns as a side or a main you know hit differently don't i like them with a little bit more crisp to the crunch also as well Give oh. me a little fluff inside i mean crisp on the outside give me an extra real hot Yes. So good. There's a deal for every moment on the McDonald's one, two, three dollar menu. Prices and participation may vary. Flowers blooming, morning dew, and the beauty seems to say it's a pleasure when you treasure all that's new and true and gay. Easy living, and we're giving what we know we're dreaming of. We are one having fun, walking in the glow of love. In the gonna let you know you're That is my song. Auntie Luther Ronzoni Vandross. Ronzoni Vandross. No, it's the whole name. I love it. Ronzoni. Just like the noodles. You know what I... I want to write fan fiction. Okay. I said this the other day. But okay. Oh, it's going to a place. So, you know, our Uncle Ronzoni never got to live his true his life I right think he his, lived. I think you know no i think he lived but he yes. never you know because of the times he didn't get to express that okay that's you know fair. because of, because of you know how society is was all fucked up is all fucked up uh-huh and i feel the same way about kyle barker <laughs> now tc carson is living his best 
out and proud life now, didn't Wait, wait, what? He's out and proud. Came... Wait, what? Absolutely. Wait, he since played... when? He played, I mean, in real life and, I mean, because he, he played the, uh, the music, the choir director on Greenleaf <laughs> and was given, or, or the partner. He was the, the, the husband to the choir director on Greenleaf. What's that song? Um, my honey, suckle rose. What is song? Oh, live it single. Um, uh, my, my funny Valentine. <laughs> no, Wait, not my that funny one. Valentine, but he sung. Remember when the the nightclub was closing? Yo, yes. When they did the go back, the yes, throwback episode. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I didn't know he no. like officially came out. Kyle Barker is listen, okay? It's giving. It's giving Christopher Street. You heard. I didn't know he came. Honey. Well, good for him. Well, I wanted to write fan fiction okay. about the secret love affair <laughs> of Kyle Barker and Luther Vandross. Because oh if God. you think about it, they were of the same age oh, group, I think. That is um, I feel like, yeah. And I feel like- I feel like Tisha Carson may be a smidge younger, a smidge but younger. I feel just like a smidge, Luther's just a touch uh, before. But I think they Kyle still kind of ran in the same, you know, in the New York Perhaps. circles, Perhaps. you know. And I would just love to see it. Okay. Now I don't know if this is giving white women writing HBCU articles or like claiming <laughs> to be <laughs> claiming to be Sweet like Jesus the head honchos of all HBCU knowledge. Mm-hmm. Not sure if it's giving mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and if it is, I so deeply apologize. Oh. But it would be respectful. I just want to write Luther Vandross, T.C. Carson, like Listen. yeah. I think you know back back in the clubs. You know what I'm saying? They was living their lives. I mean, I'm sure that that you know that people. I, I would listen. The girls would enjoy it. We would be here for that. They've been would y'all be here? Life. Would y'all be here for this? I think I, I don't. I don't see why not. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying again. If this is giving white woman claiming <laughs> to be all knowing of HBCUs, oh, please tell me. I don't have no problem receiving it. It's, it's no problem. It ain't no problem. It ain't no problem. It ain't no problem. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. <laughs> I mean, all of that time. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to this this show. This this blessed blessed show where we discuss the ghettos yeah. of adulthood, the worst hood we've mm. ever endeavored to live in. Mm. What's going the good, on the bad, the twists, the oh, turns, yes, the uglies, the, the the test, <laughs> the trials, the temptations, the taxes. And the turds. And the turds. Real life adult in the year of our Lord, 2021. 2021. 2021. Which we only have about a month left to say. A month, you know, and some change left to say of 2021. What are we giving for 2020? Uh, You got to hit up your homegirl and ask what 2022 is going to be. Is it 2022? 2022? 2022. I like that. Let's ask her, though. Let's let her be the confirmation. How are you feeling? I'm hanging in. Yeah. Hanging in. I was, I recorded something for Patreon. I hope that it's edited and posted this week, but I'm doing a little something. I'm calling it catching up with Kia. I like that. Just, and just where I'm kind of sitting down, sort of talking about reflecting on my thoughts and where I am. And I find, you know, I've always been a person who's had many, many thoughts. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just going to sit with that and just sort of talk about what's been on my heart. And so 
something that I've been struggling with lately mm -hmm. is the return to normal, right? I think the world is just sort of trying to, is, is very much moving toward this, you know, we're, we're striving for normalcy and to sort of relive life before COVID. And um, I think I'm realizing in many respects that that's not really working for me. Um, and I'm really just having to sit with the fact that I'm still not good. I, and I think mm -hmm. the reality is that most of us are not good. Most of us are not okay. Mm -hmm. Most of us are mm -hmm. not over it. Mm -hmm. um, because it's not over. It's not but over. <laughs> and I, I kind of talk about what I'm, I'm seeing a lot of parallels between this process and my grief process. And so I think the more I lean into my grief, I, I have more and more respect for it. In that, Absolutely. you know, if we allow it and give it time to do what it's supposed to do, like grief is transformative, but we, mm -hmm. we don't want to sit in the uncomfortable, the, the discomfort of it long enough mm -hmm. for, for it to change us. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I sort of compare that to this. Or I see parallels between that and this. And I feel like we as a society, we as individuals, I don't know. I, I think before we can... Before, before we can, there, there won't be any sort of uh, learning or growth from this if we don't really sit in what it is and how hard it is, has mm -hmm. been, um, and sort of allow that uncomfort, that discomfort, that dis-ease to really teach us the lessons that this season was, was sent to, was was sent to for us to learn, I guess. Absolutely. So I kind of talk about talk about that, and just as so that's how I've just been thinking about this, and really rationalizing the fact that I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not good, and I think mm -hmm. you know I I'm I'm finding that I'm fundamentally opposed to any sort of anything that's going to hold me to the standards of 2019. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the world has changed expectations should have changed as Ooh. as well and so i just sort of talk up talk a little bit about that talk about where that's sitting with me what that process has been like with for me and so that'll mm -hmm. be that'll be and i i would love to know i would i would love for folks to engage with me in that in that way so i'm gonna put it out there i it was a bit of a risk because i don't I didn't really know how folks were going to respond to it, but it was really just on my heart to just cut the camera on and talk. So that's what I did. Mm -hmm. So I hope that, mm -hmm. I hope that, um, I think that's going to resonate with, with people. Cause yeah. it's, it's, it's true. Like, you know, and I, there's things obviously that I've navigated now that I was not doing last year. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but I find in a lot of spaces, I'm nervous. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I will decline many things, but then there's certain things that I'm like, I, I need to be at this thing. I have to be at this thing. These are the circumstances. And I leave and I'm concerned for my health and yeah. I'm there and I'm concerned for my health and I'm like, okay, so how do I navigate this right now? Cause it's, it's a little, right. you know, it's we're not really about just sort of, I think I made a lot of mindless choices mm -hmm. and just sort of did things out of pressure or some sense of social obligation, but mm -hmm. now I'm really forced to stop and think about the costs and benefits, the, the, the consequences of every decision. 
Mm-hmm. I think about how everything is going to impact me and that helps me to make more thoughtful, conscious decisions. And mm-hmm. I think that that is a good thing. Absolutely. Um, and so I feel like even though it's hard and even though I've had to kind of reconcile and think about things differently, like I talk about mm-hmm. how I've had to sort of reconceptualize productivity for myself. Mm-hmm. I used to measure mm-hmm. myself by how much I accomplished. And so, you know, the world changed and, you know, it was less about how much I was getting done and more about like what I need in order to sort of survive and be okay. Absolutely. Um, and being okay and feeling accomplished or feeling good about myself without having this list of accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, you know, that sort of pushed me to think about things and think about what I really value and what's really mm-hmm. important and not mm-hmm. to everybody, but really to me. Absolutely. So I don't know. I just be talking but no uh, don't minimize it you're (laughs) you're you're speaking you know how you feel and i think that's really important and on top of that when that happens it you don't know who that's going to resonate with because you don't know what everybody is battling and struggling with so don't minimize minimize it it may seem silly to you i'm just talking to a camera but you don't know who's going to hit and why it's going to hit that way look at how many things you've said over time that have resonated deeply with people I appreciate and and they go back and they continue to reference it and it continues to help them in their own you know journey each day I think that's a beautiful thing well I appreciate that thank you for for saying it I'm just trying to to um you know this time it's kind of forced me to think about everything differently and mm-hmm. um, I tr- I ran from that for a really long time, and I think now mm-hmm. I ha- I'm forcing myself to really sit with the fluidity, mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. nebulous mm-hmm. nature, like the mm-hmm. unknown, because I don't really know. Like I mm-hmm. I I used to pride myself, or I you know pride myself of being a very strategic person, someone who set goals and reached them, and now I'm just really just trying to make it through. Mm-hmm. this this season and i'm not always sure what that's going to look like but i'm trying to give myself space and grace to just sort of to deal with all the many feelings that i have um during this time so <laughs> that's all you can do well we have some trash to get into so well, shall no, we head over that direction oh. all i did was ramble on oh shit um i am well i am tired mm-hmm. um I know I've said that a lot, but it's 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 really, really amplified these days. But I'm grateful. Thank you to everybody who supported uh, getting in my pants. Getting in I, my pants. I greatly appreciate you all. Y'all know I had stuff for the talls. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? For the curves. Pants, pants. Pants, pants for everyone. Pants, pants so I'm excited. Um and I'm grateful for all of the support. It's been a lot of work, uh, but I'm really, really grateful for the support. All of my loved ones who posted, who who, who tagged, who retweeted, who re-IG'd, yes. whatever. I, yes, all of you all, I'm grateful for you because my community is, is super strong. And for every single person who looked at the pants, even if you didn't buy them, you went and you supported by even looking. I, I appreciate that. Um we're about sold out. I'm we only have, it. yeah. Do we have any? Do we have any we have for like me left? Literally eight pair. Of course, I have a pair for you. Okay. But we have eight pair. They are being made to order. 
Um, but yeah, this is an artisan capsule collection. So everything is going to be made, custom made uh, by my tailor, Alion. And, you know, I'm just, I yeah, I'm grateful. So there's only a very few pairs left. Get um, your pants. There's been a restock of a couple of those Ravens because you all were really liking those. But let me tell you something real quick. Don't sleep on the rich earth because everything you can wear with the Raven, you can wear with the rich earth. And you get that rich earth in person, you'd be like, ooh, this is okay. You know, people just uh, are comf- like, I know, with black. with black. I know, they it's do. It's just the safest. And I, I, I knew that was good. So I have, I have a few more pairs, literally eight pairs left in black. Um, and then after that, we are done. There will not be a restock of these. Uh, this is, a, I'm not saying that because it's an everything must go sell. There's really not going to be a restock of these. Full liquidation. So, you know, get your last few pairs in if you hear this. Um, and yeah, I'm grateful for you all. Thank you so much. Outside of that, I got school starting up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I got a ton of work on my plate, but Same. I'm grateful for you know, just the opportunities to be able to see the manifestation, you know, everything that I've put out there come into fruition. And I know, you know, it can only go up from here. So I'm just grateful for the community and grateful for the support. And I'm tired of shit. And that's how I am. I helped Antoinette move today. Congratulate right. Antoinette Congratulations. on her new Um And uh, hold on, there was something else I wanted to say too before. It was Antoinette. Um, happy early birthday to Santana. You know, we oh, celebrated her day. last night. So I wanted to throw that out there. That's my boo. Yeah. And just all the homies. Oh, Mary. Ak- Mary. Okay. Mary. Y'all know how we feel about Mary Akpot. Mary has an album dropping all right. this Friday, November 19th. It's called No. And that means <laughs> welcome home in Igbo. So N-N-O-O, I think. No. So it means welcome home. It is a beautiful, I love saying it. No. Uh, <laughs> it is a beautiful, intentional, intentional project. She worked with some very talented musicians out of Nigeria. And um, she really put her whole ass into this project. So make sure you all please go support it. If you're hearing this, go pre-order. And then on Friday, November 19th, this Friday, it drops um and i can't wait for everybody to hear it and you'll get to hear more about it as well and that is i just want to get all of that out there that is it all right shall we move on into the trash yes let's move on to the trash so we have some trash to get into the first part is oh god it's big trash so the baby. What's I that never, nigga's name? Jonathan. I- <laughs> He's a wretched. He just uh, continues to prove to be a wretched human being. Um, he kicked his child's mother out of the house three o'clock in the morning or in the middle of the night uh, with the baby at three months old. Um, after having a public fight on Instagram live. It is just exhausting. Because the problem is that he does not face any real consequences for anything. For the wretched things that he says, for the wretched things that he does. 
he still continues to receive support just like many other wretched human beings and he continues to receive support and it's just it's awful um and so he you know i don't know much about this girl what i know is you know neither here nor there but i know that this is not right and to kick your child's mother out in the middle of the night you don't care about her safety as a person you don't care about her safety as a woman you don't care about the safety of your child and to put this put this all over instagram and try to humiliate her is just so childish and so immature and so nasty i wish that we all could just be left out of it truly um, because truly. i mean all day i feel like i've just been inundated with information about these two people that i never really needed to know or asked about i i didn't even i haven't even had the opportunity to really be on the internet so i didn't know how much of a thing this had become until i was looking up trash and i was like oh okay um and it's and it's just it's it's awful it's really just the back and forth of it it is it is just it's just like one horrible thing after the other Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that is just like at what point are we just all gonna just like Say leave enough. us alone. Like, and okay, let like this nigga go on about his business. Not, I mean, can we just not? I mean, I would no. just rather not have any dealings with any Mm-mm. of this. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. how many different ways do we need to know that this man is wretched? Like, <laughs> how many? How many, I have a feeling that ways? this is not going to be the last time that we find out that he's wretched, and that's because people are still going to be supporting him in his endeavors. Fascinating, fascinating. I mean, it's just embarrassing. It is. It is. It is. Maybe I shouldn't be embarrassed, but I don't know. It's just like, ugh. like secondhand I, embarrassment. Yeah, I mean the whole thing. He ain't embarrassed. Thing. He's that nigga's not, the one who went on live initially. And I mean, you know, it's just this. Oh, oof. The shift was very cringy. I, um, I watched him like go on this whole rant where he was like, you know, this she was never my girl. She's the side piece. Yeah. All of this. Cr- it was just like. Ooh. It was very much like you a bitch anyway. Like, fuck you anyway. It was very anyway. much like, oh, my God. Remember when people would just argue and it would be like their personal business and it did not have to be plastered all over the world wide web all day long. Mm-hmm. Like, can we just not? Can we just not? This just come mm-hmm. on, like really. Mm-hmm. I just get get rid of him. <laughs> just don't listen to his music no more. Like just <sighs> leave, let the nigga just don't stop. And what him. the last thing I think him. I saw was like he was literally holding the baby and like the child that yeah. they have together. Yeah, and I'm just like ew. <laughs> like it was just he he literally the the only word that i have around him is nasty he has a it was nasty like, energy wow like wow like all of this and imagine like i don't know i just think about being a child and growing mm-hmm. up and there being record of your parents arguing mm-hmm. like physically fighting arguing mm-hmm. and tearing each other down all over mm-hmm. the internet for mm-hmm. an audience of millions of people mm like ill, mm. like that's just like mm. come on y'all ew. come on i hope all your children see it and Oof. they just own you it's hard it's hard and i just hope that everyone is safe and i really wish like now i'm like like i just wish that somebody's big mama would call 
Danny Lee and just say, sister, put the phone sister, down. Put the phone down. Don't you get on the live. Go take your baby Don't somewhere and be hand safe. Hand me the phone. Matter of fact, yep. <laughs> give it to me. I like want that was you my wedding day. to wash your behind, wash your child, and both of y'all just get somewhere and go to bed. The both of you, please. I was about to leave us out my some friends before my wedding. And mm-hmm. one of our good dear friends was like, and you know, it was a wedding day. It wasn't Bridezilla antics. It was nigga antics on your wedding day. Can let me call you two hours before your wedding and ask, can I bring somebody? Let me call you and ask. I'm just leave it alone. But I was like, I was about to blow up. And my homegirl said, hey, just give me the phone. You don't even need to hold this for I was the rest there. of the day. Yes, you were there doing my makeup. Yes. <laughs> you remember. I yes. was very much a part of the decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, right you now. were. Yes, you Hand were. Hand the phone right now. Very much in support. Please. Very much in support. Hand the phone. Because y'all know I was a controlling bitch and I cooked my own food. Mm-hmm. And I did, I, I did everything uh, with the help of, of my friends, of course. But um, it wasn't like hiring a catering company. It was like I hired myself. And <laughs> many other things. That day they were like, relinquish the control and be a bride bitch and give us the phone. Before you lose friends. So I really wish that at some point there was some cadre of of advocates mm-hmm. that would intervene and defuse the situation. Like mm-hmm. I wish that somebody's auntie would have bust into the house and said, cut mm-hmm. this foolishness out right now. Mm-hmm. Cut it out and cut it out right now. That's what I needed. <laughs> I mean, cut it out. Like, that's what I wanted somebody's mama to come in there and say, cut it out. Cut this mess out right now. Because somebody needs to be talked to like that. We need some discipline around here. It's true. Are you dumb? That's what I would have just busted in and be like, are you dumb? Get off the (laughs) internet with this foolishness. No, nobody does that, "Mm -mm." though. Somebody went... Does this young man have family? You know what? That doesn't even matter. I mean, I just, not even. I mean, uh, there's just got to be. I'm grateful for all of the people in my life that have busted in to my foolishness and said, Takiya, cut it out right now. Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out right now. We don't have enough people saying cut it out. We we have got to get back to a place where we, it used to be a time when you and your friends, I don't care how grown you was, I don't care how all of that. If somebody's mama said, "Cut the foolishness," you got somewhere and sat down. You cut it. You did. It doesn't matter whose mother it was. I don't care who, what, and there was no questioning back and forth. You got somewhere and you shut your trap and you sat down. Listen, or if you all want to spin it to the total Caucasian side and go on a Joey Gladstone, <laughs> cut it out. You know cut. what I'm saying? It, <laughs> cut it out but listen so, we've got to get back to those days we do and i think that you and i could be the leaders of this movement i am available okay all right i'm gonna send you an email i'm available <laughs> if you need me to call anybody and say cut it out right now 
I'm, I, I will. I'm happy to do that. Honestly. You are. I first think I'm on the actually squad. gifted in that I way. I think so. You have the tone. Oh, you've yes. got the cadence. Get I think you've got the stature. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I feel I'm that. going in there with my pocketbook strapped to the baby's house and say, I'm sick of this mess right now. You better get and your behind stockings. somewhere and sit down and shut up. Put that baby down. I am down. the, Kia is the church auntie who comes through with her stockings telling you to put the baby down and cut, cut it out. Put the baby down. I am the heathen auntie who smokes funny smelling cigarettes and comes in the room and tells you, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> well, I remember this. I told you this nigga showed up to my door and the way my door was set up, I lived in a brownstone so you couldn't get to my door if you did not have a key or somebody did not let you in who had a key. And so this nigga showed up to my door because my raggedy ass landlord at the time, ooh, I hate that nigga to this day. And that nigga showed up to my door. It was a nigga in a bucket hat. Me, XD, were recording Jaden XD. And he showed up and I said, who are you? And he was like, uh, 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 mm -hmm. Ralph sent me. Who and I Ralph? said, if you don't get away, that was the landlord. Okay. I said, if you don't get away from my door, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> and when I tell you that nigga ran so <laughs> fast. <laughs> love it get away from my door I that remember, is the auntie that i am it reminds me <laughs> of i told y'all the story of the little girl that was chipping the paint on the windowsill in church yes <laughs> and you know it's just a well-placed threat is effective yeah. at all mm -hmm. times with the other yes. her mother was very kindly asking please please don't touch that <laughs> please do not touch that please leave that alone mm -hmm. and she was just like Girl, I do what I want. Please don't touch that. And I didn't know this young lady. I didn't know this baby girl. And all I did was lean up and whisper in her ear, if you touch that windowsill one more time, I'll break your fingers. <laughs> and then I sat back and looked at her like, I absolutely will do it. I am not. I am equipped. <laughs> I'm capable. See, you know I don't whoop, but I do threaten. And I, I tell Noah I, all the time, like, do you want to fight? I mean, like, is that what you're trying to do with me, right? You want to fight, Noah? And that like, is like a birthright. I think, yeah. I, and I don't even <laughs> have, I'm not a mom, but there's something that is in me, a, a well-placed threat. Just a little threat. That's it. This is a little threat. Just a little And threat. I mean, the, you know. And I, I don't mean, threat to whoop because I don't, I'm not trying to instill that kind of fear. But I am, but I, what I'm doing is I'm squaring up with you, little nigga. And the threat don't even have to make sense. It don't. I told you no. that my mama used to say things all the time. Like, mama, I want some Burger King. She'd be like, I'm going to burger your king if you don't get out of my face. <laughs> They'd be like, oh. I don't even know what that means, but I'm I'm going to be quiet. Them same little cousins who <laughs> turned on them heated seats. I remember they went stitched on me because they were like, Jason, she going to bust my head to the white meat. Period. And I was like, I was like, and did. Marble. I sure did. <laughs> I absolutely did. I told that little girl, I said, I will break each of your fingers if you touch that windowsill just Every one more time. I mean, once. You have one more time to touch that windowsill. Yeah. But and I didn't have I a problem say, out of her for the rest of the service. But I did have a kid lie on me recently. Oh, Lord. I did. I had a kid lie on me recently in Noah's class. What? And she. She ain't in her class no more because she uh -oh. left the school because she lied oh, and my. said I threatened her life. Oh, Jade. You sure I you only, didn't? I I I had questioned when I heard the, the rumor myself. Okay. 
<laughs> and then I said, well, now wait a hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. I only threaten adults <laughs> with life ends. I don't do it to children. I don't do that to kids. And yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, That's amen. where we are in this life. Um, moving right along. Trash. Okay. No, we have literally covered one story. <laughs> what a time. <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about this Kyle Rittenhouse bullshit. This bitch written. I just... It didn't... Mm. Well, can we talk about how the white people trying to get Jesse Jackson out the courtroom down to Amar Arbery's case? Oh, so they're trying to get Jesse Jackson out the courtroom, which maybe not right now but maybe not right now. they let right not right now not right now i won't i won't right now but you know but i'm saying uh, they're trying so the 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 defense attorney has something against the black pastors showing up to support the family in this case and has made right. several statements at this point about mm. how you know they believe that the presence of black clergy influences influences the jury but the judge of Kyle Rittenhouse's case can play God Bless America and have his phone in the courtroom and yell at the defense attorney mm-hmm. and, like, in defense of this murderous mm-hmm. white demon. Mm-hmm. And we supposed to be okay, but y'all don't want Jesse Jackson. I mean, Jesse Jackson, who courtroom. is literally sitting there, just barely recovering from COVID, just literally sitting there on his behind, not saying anything to anyone. But just his presence in the room is offensive to the white men who are defending you see how the they white men that killed you see how they do? Arbery. You see how they do? You see how they do? Ooh, they can play a victim like nothing I've ever seen in my life. Because Kyle Renhouse, I mean, them tearless cries. Did you see? That nigga made Kimberly Elise look like she does an elegant, whew, like that nasty, nasty, ugly Ugly cry, mm. ugly cry. Disgusting. He looked like a demon. He looked like a white demon alien. That is what he is—a is. white demon alien. Did and you know that his mama is the same age as me? No, but I'm not surprised. I just want to thank God that I so, am who I am, <laughs> because I a, it could have been another way. Yes, I have a dear friend who is fifty. Uh-huh. And looks like she is 35. We love to see it. And so she had an altercation with a white woman on the line at the airport. And the white woman was getting nasty and belligerent after she was already wrong and tried to skip the whole line because you all already know how that goes. And she put her in her place. And the girl, and so the lady behind her, because it was it started to be a band of white people, were like, just let her go. You're being a bully. But the white lady behind her, was like, you know, you young people. And she goes, yeah. I am 50 years old. Are you and dead? I know they, and the lady's whole face cracked. She goes, and, and this is to the bitch, the, not the bitch behind her, but the other bitch, they ended up getting to it. She said, it is not my fault that you are aging like milk and bananas. I mean, like ricotta cheese. And when I tell you that lady's whole face cracked and like they called the police on her, call the police on her at the airport. Of course she called the police. I have been Nasty. defended as a white woman. Mm-hmm. That you she must said, I am aging like milk and bananas. I mean, regardless of how true it how is. How dare you hold <laughs> me accountable for skipping the line that people have been waiting in for over one hour Sweet because Delta is understaffed. How dare you hold me accountable for that with my aging face? Mm. You know what? Mm. 
Well, uh, what else we got on here? Oh, rest in peace to Tia, um, Christia Donaldson, mm. the founder of TGIN. They got its natural hairline products. Um, she's been battling with breast cancer for some time and mm. she passed away. And we just want to offer our love Absolutely. Um, to her family and to, to her loved ones. I was really sad to hear that because, you know, TGIN has been a staple in the crib and she's grown it to a phenomenal business. She's over and over a hundred stores or something like that. Mm -hmm. She it's just multi-million dollar, but she passed away. And I, I just, I do want to offer love Absolutely. to her loved ones. That's never easy. Um, and lastly on the trash, you know, there's a Versus coming up. Oh yes. We haven't had one in a little while that we've been interested in, mm -hmm. but there's a Versus coming up and this would be of Shaka, Shaka, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, and Stephanie Mills. Now, you know, I'm not going to say I'm not excited about the music. Okay. But we all know that Stephanie Mills stuck her whole wig in her mouth recently. <laughs> um, and I feel like she doubled down on that wig in her mouth. Listen. And I'm just not loving it. <laughs> but... I mean... You know, it's just listening to I Never Knew Love Like This Before. Just it don't hit the same um, as it fair. once did. Um, but I just really want to see Shaka. And I so, do too. And that's why I'll know. be showing. I'll be pulling up to the Versus for that. We all know yeah. that I'm still angry that Stephanie Mills has blocked me on Twitter. So I'm not going to. I forget about that until every time you say it. I need to check I, and see if I'm still blocked. Do it. So check now. I want to know. <laughs> and then if you are i'm gonna tweet her and say why do you have my friend blocked because i said Stephanie i wasn't Mills. paying 180 dollars to see her at the house with you that's not blockable that's not she that's was not upset with me i said girl okay I'm nobody is paying 180 dollars to go see stephanie mills down to the anything let's be very clear here her oh, friends no. are not she paying. unblocked me i think <laughs> is this is is this her pretty millie one pretty <laughs> Is that her name? Pretty Mill One. I'm not blocked. I can see these see. tweets. I guess I. I guess she unblocked me. I guess she unblocked you, honey. Love you. I look. said Stephanie Mills. She didn't want to forgive me. <laughs> uh, she was sick of my streets, honey. What? I'm telling you, that's that. I said, like who is time? paying 180 dollars to go see Stephanie Mills? And she was like, uh, not a soul. <laughs> yep, Pretty Millie One. <laughs> oh, she unblocked you. She unblocked me. So I guess I don't, I mean, I guess whatever. Well, I think Shaka going to rule the day. But I Oh, mean, you already know she's going to. We're going to be down to the verses and see we what, are. what they lying about this time. And Chell. sister, if you don't sing I Know You, I Live You, I won't do anything, but I'm going to be highly upset. <laughs> I won't do anything. <laughs> I'm going to be highly upset. I'm going to be highly upset. She's going to have grown niggas throwing their draws at the stage because Shaka Khan got a way of seducing Listen, I saw Shaka Jeez. just a few weeks ago at the MGM. <gasps> oh, that's right. Honey. And she and what didn't I'm do I Know You, about, I Live You, did she? No. But what I'm concerned about is that, like, you know, Shaka was like, I'm going to sing for 30 minutes and then I'm going to be finished. <laughs> so I'm interested to see how this versus is going to play out because I feel like Shaka going to come on in and do what she got to do and she going to get back to the house. Does Shaka, like, like Stephanie Mills? Or are they, like, friends? I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go. I really I don't. don't. I really don't. 
Well, we're going to be down there to find out. Reporting live from getting grown reporting at the live. Shaka Khan, Stephanie Mills versus. I think we should we should when do something. It? We need to make it a yeah. When is what that day anymore? is it? Thursday, November eighteenth. Is this thir- Thursday? Oh, this Thursday. Oh, I think that's doable. Maybe we'll do an after show. Perhaps. We'll see. Because Stephanie Mills and Chaka Khan are going to be done promptly at 9.30. I certainly hope so. (laughs) I don't have all night to fool with them neither. We don't. And we can get on (laughs) earlier than we do for Married at First Sight. So look at that. (laughs) Well, let's get on over to the shout out. That's enough trash. We have longed enough. All right, TV. My sister's popping right now, Lara. This week's shout out to my sis is brought to you by Target. Target is partnering with HBCUs to support the next generation of black talent. So we're dedicating this segment to HBCUs as well. One of the many ways Target is teaming up with HBCUs is through Target's HBCU Design Challenge, where HBCU students submit designs to be included in Target's Black History Month collection. Winners also receive a cash prize, equipment, mentoring, and networking opportunities. Mm. This year's winners are from FAMU, Bowie State, and Hampton. Check back during Black History Month to see the latest winners' designs that will be featured in Target's 2022 Black History Month collection. Celebrate your legacy, invest in the future. Together we are Black Beyond Measure. Visit Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure to learn more. Excited to come back around with another shout out. Boots. Um, We're really, really still highlighting the work and contribution of HBCUs, HBCU mm-hmm. alum, HBCU students. We're still celebrating. And this one I'm excited to to share. And so um, fellow uh, lover and scholar and studier of higher education, it's just uh, someone whose work I've been following for a, a long time. He's a historian mm-hmm. um, yes. and has recently published a book um, his name is Eddie Cole. He is okay. currently uh, associate professor of higher education and organizational change at UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, has recently authored an award-winning book called "The Campus Color Line: College Presidents and the Struggle for Black Freedom." And this book, through this book, Eddie Cole shows how college presidents, during a time of Violence and unrest strategically, yet often silently initiated and shaped racial policies and practices inside and outside of the educational sphere. Black college presidents challenged racist policies as their students demonstrated in the streets against segregation, while presidents of major universities lobbied for urban renewal programs that displaced black communities near campuses. So this is a, this is a book about college presidents of both predominantly white uni- institutions and HBCUs, predominantly mm-hmm. black institutions as well. And talking about their work and contribution and all of the ways that they have affected change at their organizations and beyond. And this book is really, it's a really dope book, um, awesome historical accounts of what was going on at these institutions. And, you know, Dr. Cole's work is really, uh, you know, changing the narrative, contributing to meaningful conversations, both inside the academy and beyond it. Racking mm-hmm. up all of these awards for all of this amazing work. So I wanted to shout out Dr. Cole and encourage y'all to check out this book, The Campus Color Line, College Presidents and the Struggle for Black Freedom. We love to see I it. I love to see it. I mean, it's a dope book. I mean, literally. Um, and, and it's, it's really <clears throat> wildly, wild, widely acclaimed. 
uh, mm-hmm. folks like Ibram Kent, Ibram uh, Kendi, um, mm-hmm. and you know, organizations, academic organizations, all kinds of organizations have been highlighting and celebrating, and uh, this this book. So I want I wanted to make sure that we included it in our acknowledgement of HBCU work work that centers Absolutely. HBCUs and HBCUs leaders. Mm-hmm. So yeah, y'all check it out. Check out Dr. Cole. Check out this book. You won't be sorry. You sure won't. All right. Well, let's move on to this kitchen table. Okay, dog. We're all looking for the same things in life, beloveds. Honey, history books that actually report the truth. A new Rihanna album because she's playing in our faces as much as we love her. And skincare products that offer clinically proven hydration and leave your skin with a healthy, non-greasy, youthful glowing finish. I certainly can't help you with the first two. But Neutrogena, a dermatologist recommended brand, has the skincare goals covered with their Hydro Boost Facial Care line. Honey, the line's Hydro Boost Gel Cream and the Night Press Serum are both clinically proven to strengthen the skin's moisture barrier and lock in hydration for 48 hours. You'll get intense hydration thanks to both products' hyaluronic acid, which has an ability to bind to water and literally hold it within the skin surface. Neutrogena's Hydro Boost Gel Cream, baby, is gel and a cream in one, is made with glycerin that penetrates the skin nine surface layers deep for longer lasting hydration. And Neutrogena's Night Press Serum will revitalize your skin overnight, letting you wake up to skin that's three times more hydrated. Made with purified hyaluronic acid and supercharged antioxidants, it's a pillow-proof formula that won't ruin your good sheets and blanket honey because it melts into your skin instantly. Both the gel cream and the night press serum are oil-free, dye-free, and non-commodogenic. So you know around here on Getting Grown, we don't play with ash, honey. We keep ourselves moisturized on the inside and the outside because our blacks will absolutely crack if it's dry. What I love about the Neutrogena gel cream and the night press serum is that both of them leave my skin so juicy and plump and moist, honey. I'm telling you, I put it on. At night, wake up in the morning, it's as if I just put it on. And and I mean, my skin is so good. Like, I can literally walk out the door. But I mean, you got to wa- wash your face to get in the morning. But listen, you know what I'm saying. It's good stuff. You won't be sorry. The Neutrogena Hydro Boost line, it can be purchased at every major retailer. And you can start your hydration journey today at Neutrogena.com slash Hydro Boost. That's N-E-U-T-R-O-G-E-N-A dot com slash Hydro Boost. All right, we are back to discuss uh, the kitchen. Uh, discuss Married at First Sight around the kitchen table. As we know, Jade and I have been convening on on live. Yes. After each episode of Married at First Sight Houston mm-hmm. this season. Yes. Um, and this past week was Decision Day. Ooh. And so, uh, of the six couples. We got to find out who, at the end of this experiment, is has made the decision to stay married, and who um, has decided to get a divorce. So, yes, what's your what are your thoughts? Is how should we how should we do this? Should we go couple by couple? Should we just speak generally? Like what what do you think we should? How, how should we? Let's go couple by couple. Okay, so where you want to start? Um, shall we start with Gil and Mirla? Let's start with Gil and Mirla. And so... Questionable uh, January 6th. Yeah, so this is Gil and Mirla, the firefighter. Yeah. Uh, um, yes, yes. And uh, the um, 
whatever she does. She does coaching. She's like education. Oh, yes. She does like coaching development for educators and school leaders. Um, Which is fascinating, actually. Uh, (laughs) But so um, first and foremost, Mirla said, give me a beat. Give me a beat. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. She... I've never seen her so made up in my life. It was... It was interesting. I... It's heavy. I had thoughts. Um, what were your thoughts? I, I mean, it's interesting to me because I, I, if you remember, if we go all the way back to the wedding day, Mirla was very vocal about not really wanting to wear makeup on her wedding day. Yeah. So to see her show up to decision day like homie the clown... I just wasn't understanding. I was taken aback. I said, was this a red smoky eye? I don't know. Do we call this brick? Like what? Well, so, so I, I am, I'm always, I I think smoky eyes. So this is where I think we go wrong with Mirla and the makeup. And so makeup is kind of like an all or nothing kind of game. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the girls you know the worst thing you know i had a brief stint in the makeup artistry nothing was more annoying than the girls who was like okay how much for it to do my face and then you tell them the price okay how much is it for to do my eyes no 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 No, that's not how this works no it's you no 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 so you cannot have smoky evening eyes and a nothing a bare naked face like you've got to go all of the way you cannot mm-hmm. half step there's no a la carte options when it comes no, to the beat mm-hmm. right and so i feel like mirla sat down in whoever's chair and said can you just do my eyes like <laughs> i think i, I feel like it was like on the mac it was like i'm just gonna run down mac to the energy. sephora counter going buy me a couple of palettes that was a mac counter because you know mac mac likes to so there's there's a there's a particular approach there and it depends on where you go um but the thing is is it seems like it was a very unfinished face yeah yeah like when they start the eyes and then you know they have to clean everything up Mm -hmm. so they can do the skin Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. I just and it's it it, not saying it was so much bad it was just so much eye it was so much I, and you really have to, everything has to match. It's the equivalent yeah. of wearing like a evening gown with like a North face. Like you can't, you Which can't I would do. However, you shouldn't. <laughs> and so Mirla, Mirla, it was now once we were able to get past how Mirla showed up to decision day. Um, I have to be honest that I wasn't sure how this was going to go, given same, especially given the, the way last... <laughs> the way he started it off. I was, I was like, I don't really know where we're going with this, Gil. Uh, what's mm-hmm. finna happen? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, I do feel like you know the couple that we've been saying from the beginning they were the only ones that were going to make it. So it was good to sort of for them to come out the gate with mm-hmm. this. Uh, with with them both agreeing to to remain in this in this marriage, I'm looking forward to the reunion because I feel mm. like we're going to get a little tea. And well, down to the Reddit, they don't think they're going to stay together. But go ahead, please. Down to the Reddit, right? So what was interesting mm-hmm. though? Next week at the reunion, 
Gil, who has been so vocal about Mirla's spending excessively and her, you know, all her financial choices, showed up to the reunion dressed like a bad bitch. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> where well, did you get that outfit? I from? mean, he had a fresh pair of red bottoms uh, and a full uh-huh. beard, a tailored mm-hmm. suit. Not a man's red bottom. I mean, a man's red bottom, like legit, a shiny one, not a, like okay. a fresh one, never been worn mm-hmm. before. Like the heels, the, the soles were, were what? not fully scuffed. red, painted, fully painted. Mm-hmm. I mean, fresh out the box. Stop looking. Watch. I'm telling you. <laughs> I said, well, check, look how these tables have turned. So okay. me and Felicia were saying like, you know, the thing about it is there, when it comes to men, what I have learned is that there are two kinds of cheap. Uh, and I think that Gil is the former. What I'm saying is his his uh, hesitancy around spending was rooted in him being broke. <laughs> so, That's exactly what it is. Absolutely. And being intimidated by the fact absolutely. that she not only makes more money, but is unapologetically going absolutely. to Absolutely. He to didn't know how, he it. doesn't know how to, <laughs> to wrap his brain in his particular kind of macho ism his you know yep, that machismo. that he didn't he didn't know how to to wrap it wrap that ar- around this but what i felt like happened is a few of them lifetime checks hit mm-hmm. and he felt like okay i got a little bit more flexibility yep and mirla was like welcome okay <laughs> let me support you she, in i this. was just waiting on you to join <laughs> i was waiting for you at the door i was waiting <laughs> for you to join me over here where we have a little bit more room <laughs> okay to have nice things and, and so I, and so i feel like going forward you know i'm interested to see how much his tune has changed since they were recording and he had voiced mm. all of this concern mm. around how much money he wasn't gonna be spending on mirla and Which on their lifestyle because Mirla didn't ask you to spend any money. Period. On her never from the never uh, at any point did she ask you to spend your little firefighter coins. Okay. Now where I did appreciate him in this reunion was what I appreciated the whole season, which was even in him because like we said, they stayed together. Mm-hmm. Um but even with him before stating, you know, that's what he wanted to do, he was like, These are the things that have bothered me. And these are the things that concern me. And these are things that I personally have boundaries around and cannot tolerate. These are the effects of those things. This is what they do to me. This mm-hmm. is how they make me feel. Very and I thought it was a very effective and strong thorough and clear Absolutely. way of communicating. And it wasn't in a way to diminish her right. or to, it was honest. To, to say I hate you or who you are no. as a person. It was it was very honest and clear communication, and I said, you know, off of that, it was healthy. I, I have a look. It was very, yep. And I appreciated because it was not like I am expressing these concerns mm-hmm. um, in a way that's dismissive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm expressing these concerns to make you aware of the things that I want us to work on going forward. Yeah. Um. And, and so I think that's fair and healthy because, you know, I don't know any relationship romantic or otherwise where there are no times or instances or seasons where you have mm-hmm. don't have concerns about one mm-hmm. another. And mm-hmm. so I felt like it was a really strong example of like how we can communicate what what we're experiencing and what our yeah. needs are. Mm hmm. 
Um, and what's and also what's because the thing about it too is not even just needs, but but expressing what is dissatisfying us within the relationship that can be a huge cause of contention. And so the fact that he was able to 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 communicate that without being disparaging. But also, like, I am not happy with these things. I just thought it was awesome. Absolutely. And I and I, I thought that this, I'm glad that we started out the show on such a strong note because things mm-hmm. quickly went downhill. <laughs> Ooh, honey, because next up was Johnny and Bao. Woo! <laughs> Johnny and <sighs> Bao. And I think that as we have seen with Johnny all season, Johnny is uh, a nervous wreck. Mm-hmm. Johnny is indecisive and insecure. Oh, yes. oh yeah, and it just played out, you know, right before our eyes. Child, down to this nigga saying yes, he wants to stay married. I felt, and I felt like he felt pressured because I think you know that's the thing, and I and I say this from a place of a personal experience. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when you're insecure, just someone questioning mm-hmm. your decision making mm-hmm. mm-hmm. triggers you mm-hmm. um, to to be defensive and to question mm-hmm. your decision making mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like when you have when, when you are clear and 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 even confident in your decision making mm-hmm. not to say that you believe that you have it all figured out you're going to get everything right but you're saying based on the information that I have now based on what I'm feeling now I know that this is what I want when you don't have that confidence you're easily swayed back and forth and mm-hmm. I felt like the judge the 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 Dr. Ka- Pastor Cal and all of them mm-hmm. Dr. Pepper and them just them asking Johnny questions you could see he was like oh shit I don't really know but he doesn't know what he wants <laughs> <laughs> he was like totally unraveling. He almost had a panic attack. My heart is beating so fast. I'm like, because this man is incapable of making a decision. Yeah. yeah and I'm like, this therapist. is unhealthy. Yeah. It's, and this is, and I, I felt, I felt like, you know, I've been there. I've been mm-hmm. so, so insecure, so damaged, so not, you know, I've, I've been there where it's like, I don't even know if I trust myself to make any of those decisions. And as opposed to saying, I don't know. Yep. You know, you just feel like I'm gonna do what I think they want me to do. And I feel like that's exactly where And it went along Johnny with was. him not wanting to fail either. Like and, and wanting him to be not wanting failure. to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Him because he said it. Yeah. He goes, I don't wanna be with somebody who I have to always say I was wrong. But if you was wrong, then, right. then you've got to say it. Right, right. For sure. You know, and as far as we've seen, you've been wrong so many every ninety nine percent of the time, and that one percent was only when Bao says she doesn't want to shower daily, <laughs> and all of us were in an uproar like, "Bitch, what?" But yes. outside of that, you have been wrong the whole time. And I too, and I and not to not to say that wrong, you know, not to say as someone who's also been wrong, right? There's no shame, right? There's no shame. In being wrong because you don't know what you don't know until you you don't know it right. But it's like mm-hmm. you you being wrong and then never being able to own or really clearly see or take responsibility for mm-hmm. your wrong is where Johnny just loses it altogether. Yep. 
He's a mess. And so what I will say that Johnny literally in there, nervous wreck, looking like a wet limp noodle the whole time, just <laughs> unsure of what was happening. And Bao sure, showed up sure, in her sure. red dress and her red lip. Let me tell you something looking <laughs> like a bad bitch. She I mean, Bao came in like, I'm sorry, what? Let me finna break this nigga's heart right fast. I'll be right back. Boom. Because like, he, he was like, well, you know, I just think I want to give us a fair shot. She was like, really that's cute for one. you. Like, I don't. Uh, skirt, I hate you. I'm unhappy. Skirt, you are you have, scum between my toes. You have terrorized I think me you for the last three weeks. Awful villain of a and human being. Like, you know, all of a sudden you want to try and you've been treating me like shit for the last three weeks and too Fuck little too late, no, my guy. Nigga. Too little too late, my guy. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? Salute. And the fact that he looked shocked was satisfying but also shocking to me like mm-hmm. how can you be surprised but that's because he doesn't have full he i think he really gets lost and don't really have the full awareness to understand how awful he actually has been because i i feel like we've been saying from the beginning like you know this this just teaches us all to be humble when we talk about our readiness for relationship, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. I think there's a real, there's a reality, like, you know, real relationships bring brings out the truth of who you are in a mm-hmm. way. And everybody's not always ready to face that. And um, I think Johnny thinks that he communicates like Gil. Right, mm-hmm. right. And I think mm-hmm. all of us, well, I don't want to say, I don't speak for you, but I know that I have definitely been in a place where I have lacked the self-awareness, right? And I, mm-hmm. and I feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, I present in ways, you know, I present in one way. But the truth is, you know, if I'm real honest, mm-hmm. how I present is not always authentic to what I'm really thinking and feeling or have experienced. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, being vulnerable and acknowledging that requires a lot of strength that folks say that they have, but don't really have it. Absolutely. And Johnny Absolutely. don't have it. And I've been saying no. what's and it. No shade to him, but for real, like no big shade, big shade to him. But like, <laughs> it's, like <laughs> it's like, I say that because it's just like, yo, you just not like, you know, yeah, it's just, it's just, we all got work to do. And Johnny was never, ever really ready to own or take responsibility for his stuff. No, he wasn't. He down to when he down to the decision. Down to the decision. He still didn't want to take responsibility. Have, so they have such idealistic I like they have ideal like this is the way that I think that marriage is. And everyone, Pastor Cal, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Viviana, all of them was like, mm-hmm. Johnny, that's not real life. That doesn't happen Johnny, in real life. His mama. His his yep. mama, his family, yep. everybody was like, "That's not his how cousin. things work in real life." I'm, Nothing I'm about you, I this. I felt is that sigh. His cousin, his cousin said, "You and your bullshit again." Oh my god! Okay, I can feel it. Oh, I know this is what's going on. A down over the it's crawfish. Like, I don't know what <laughs> these people been out here watching The Bachelor. Okay, I don't know what kind of Disney movies y'all been on, but real human beings. Don't like real relationships between actual adults don't come with all of these raindrops on roses and whispers on kittens. My guy, are you kidding? (laughs) These are a few of my favorite things. Like him and Ryan, everybody just feel like they're gonna be skipping through the meadows and well, you know what? 
you just gave us a beautiful transition. Why don't we okay. just move right on to Brett and Ryan? First what are of your all, thoughts? I love speaking of now, Brett missed the bad bitch assignment. Okay. Aesthetically. Yeah. The dress yeah. was given a little Burlington Co Factory. But you know, we give her grace. But what no, I will say. She showed up with this, like, she had, like, and I hate to use this word, but she had, like, a certain sort of, like, swag to her (laughs) that I saw instantly. Brett was like, let's just do this right quick, okay? Because I'm actually, you know, it was very much (laughs) given, like, so boom. Uh, um, so nigga, I'm, I'm gonna be here in this Coles fit, and I'm still gonna tell you about yourself. <laughs> Bust it. It's giving, it's giving very much like Kathy Jackson. Like I don't want you. Yeah, yeah. I don't need you. I don't want you. He was like, I don't you want a liar, you. I don't want you. you I don't want you. And I don't want you. 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 It was very much giving like. And so, y'all ready to go get some wings? Brett was given very much like, all right, so y'all ready to go get some wings? <laughs> she was, she was yeah. very unbothered, ready She's to like, move going down on. to the Hooters. Yes, she was like, <laughs> so can we go get some mozzarella sticks or something? I'm actually uh, a little spinach dip because I'm done. You know, with this. I could use. Y'all don't want no apps. We can get some. Apps. And I love that. The, I'm glad the doctors told him about himself and his ideals, and I'm glad they called him out too. And it was like, so be honest with me, my man's like. It's the physical, ain't it? Why don't you just say it? Yeah. And Dr. Pepper, I knew she was going to let the chopper spray. If anybody anybody was like, so I know that you coming in here talking about integrity or whatever, but walk me through this dating app. (laughs) And he, like, straight, and then he tried to dive in. She was like, no, but why'd you do it, though? Like, why'd you do it? (laughs) Yo, I love it. And Dr. Viviana, when he kept saying, yo, I didn't mean to, you know, that wasn't my intention. She was like, yeah, but you did. But you did it. You didn't intend to hurt her, but you did. Like, we not going to let you divert, my guy. We not going to let you do it. I was here for every I'd be cracking up. And you know what else I'd be? I'd be cracking up at Pastor Cal's eye rolls. And I love it when Pastor Cal does one of these. (laughs) (laughs) When he snatched them glasses off, it'd be like. Wait a minute. And he'd be no. <laughs> he'd be like, he'd be like, so Ryan. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's giving like Cal. you testing my wife. patience. <laughs> and I love it. I want to see Pastor Cal's wife. Pastor Cal. Mm-hmm. Let's get to that. Wife. But yeah, Mary Brett and Ryan, we knew side. that was going to be in the toilet. Yeah. We knew yeah. Brett and uh we knew that Johnny and Bow wasn't going to make it. <laughs> Shall we move on? Shall we move on to Okay, Mc- black love? Of course. Okay, wearing twin shirts that say marriage ain't for punks. Period. <laughs> when I tell you nothing irritates me more than married merch, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. You don't want you and Kristen don't got no Mr. and Mrs. Nothing. Yeah, fuck no, nigga. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want, no, I don't want that. Oh, I'm with God. him. I'm with her. <laughs> Ball chain. <laughs> get the fuck <laughs> i got all of this like my um my toothbrush holder and like my little i got this little thing in my guest bathroom it says mine uh-huh. it don't say his or hers it says mine mine <laughs> i remember seeing that i love it i love it like, mine the energy and nobody else's this is all mine. i might get that for my house period Shit. um and <laughs> so do we want to go which way you want to go you want to go jose and rachel or you want to go zach and michaela Let's get Jose and Rachel out the way. 
Jose and Rachel. I mean, they chose they to stay married. married. <laughs> and I mean, at the end of the day, do we really care? <laughs> no, honestly, we don't. At this point, I when I tell you, I have I give no fucks about them. I'm Woo! like, Jose's awful and Rachel's weak, and I'm over it. And I don't yeah. want to hear it. like you didn't watch this man and his chompers all over disrespect you all over this shit. And he's trying to control every aspect of your life. And you know what, bitch, be controlled because I can't care. I can't be bothered. <laughs> I mean, it's just like okay, yeah, you know. And Rachel talks a good game. But at the end of the day, she's just blowing hot air and she's never going to Europe. The end. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see Rachel and Jose in six months. I want to see Rachel and Jose a year from now and see like where they end up. You will on separate Instagram profiles writing (laughs) nasty story notes about each other. (laughs) Rachel and Jose, what they call themselves. I don't know. They had like a stupid name. Rose, that's what they was calling themselves at the oh, at the God, final fucking, dinner. I fucking hate it. It gave very much barf barf vomit uh, vomit. Just, also, married merch womp womp. Okay, so we're at the meat. Whew. Mm. Now, I have to say that Zach and Michaela have had us on this never-ending emotional roller coaster. Vivian Green, okay, of nothingness. Whew. I mean, loving you ain't Last night hell. I cried, <laughs> tossed and turned, woke up with dry eyes. <laughs> loving you ain't no- never good for me, okay? <laughs> Vivian said it. She said it again. For me, for me. <laughs> and I can't get off. Get off. Oh, please. Please. Nigga. I... Okay, you know what? Let's say something nice. Michaela wore her hair. And Woo! It, and we were and glad it was moisturized. to see it. It was we moisturized. We were glad to see it. I said, I'm just okay. glad that she didn't wear that box spray wig. That's all I can say. I hope she burned that wig. What I thought was interesting was that she stepped into the room purse first. I said, why does Michaela have her purse? <laughs> <laughs> Very black. Very because I'm black. not leaving my purse in the it green screen either. It was given very much like <laughs> in the green room. It was I'm I'm like I don't know anybody. I don't know everybody here, so I'm gonna keep my purse with me. This um, was the only episode in which Michaela was not the main. She was not the villain. She wasn't. She and, wasn't. And I have to say that Zach. I feel like I've always, we've always said from the beginning that Zach has his issues. We've never given no. Zach a a pass. We have no. seen Zach sort of deal with Michaela's crazy in a way. And yeah. so I think that that would lead folks to believe that we will team Zach. Yeah. No, but no, no, no. Either no. way. Uh, and his new name, by the way, is Chancleta because that <laughs> nigga is flip. Flippy, floppy floppy okay so the thing is zach really stepped into his f-boy status this Woo! week i mean Woo! stood squarely he should have had the odell beckham jr haircut I mean, nigga with the shaved sides with the cape on like he came mm-hmm. in ready he was like oh i'm going y'all gonna really get into how raggedy i am today yeah and michaela came through with her brooch dignified <laughs> i mean clearly, <laughs> you know we always you know she always presents well she does, she does. um except and, for when and, she wears that box braid wig. right so and i have to say for the first time i felt bad for michaela 
Yeah. Literally the first time all season. Literally yeah. the first time. Because what triggered me the most was Zach and all of this emotion and all of this buildup and saying that she was the greatest woman he'd ever known. Next to my mom, she's the most amazing woman That's a lot. she's ever known. And I felt like, was he doing that? I, I almost felt like part of me was wondering if this was about Zach coming in there wanting to have the last say. I want to yes, have the Zach last Zach got laugh. that same shit. Zach got that same shit Johnny got. Well, not only does he want to have the last say, but he also doesn't want to be wrong and the he bad want, doesn't want to fail. Mm. He don't want to be the bad guy and he don't want to fail. And so you don't want to take response. Nothing has nothing is Zach's fault ever. No, that's why he could not flat out just say, "I would have, I would have had so much more respect for him if he would have just said, yo, 'Yo, you've been wilding out, absolutely. and I can't live with that for the like, rest of my I days.'" Like I absolutely am. I am tired. He would have been yeah. well within his rights to be had like, "Had you this been has, bow. this right? <laughs> this has been a lot for me, and just the back and forth, the here and there, yep. the." Yep on today and not yep. tomorrow that has been so much for me and i just can't fade it going forward i would have yeah. respected him so much more yep. than for but him this, to come in and whew. talk about how much he loves her and how much this means to him and how great a person she is only to literally do a 180 yeah on yeah. the couch like yeah. on the couch and, like right next to her and for those who don't watch let's be clear zach did not say I do not want to stay married. I want a divorce. Zach said, I don't want to stay married, but I want to continue this relationship. And it was like, nigga, like, what? These That's are not, not your options. You can't make up your motherfucking own rules. You cannot do that. This shit has been on for 75 seasons. I and love this is you. this not how it operates. I love you. I don't want to stay in this marriage. You and know what like, he did? You know what he did? For my Drag Race fans. He did a Ben de la Creme. When Ben got up there and wrote his name and motherfucking whiteout, and Rue was like, "Who now? Who the fuck are you?" That is exactly what because the 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 um, experts are sitting up there all looking at him, going, "Nigga, now what the fuck does this even mean?" Right. What does this right. mean? And he he had the nerve to to be like shocked like he was just like i don't understand why nobody understands what i'm saying and it was like because what you're saying is not making any sense Zach. you and you don't want to be in a relationship you don't want to date this girl after this you need to stop with the bullshit stop trying to be and for all if we have ggbs out there who have this complex where they just don't want to be the bad guy. I need you to reevaluate because sometimes you got to tell the truth. And that means that you just might be the bad guy. And you know what? Sometimes the bad guy is Joker and he's entertaining. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, you know, I have been, I have lived in, you know, I think this, this reminds me of times when people have said, I didn't know how to tell you. Yeah, I you know what I'm saying? That. Like, Don't you know, that. the thing is, like, you know, what what has irritated me about those experiences that I've had is like you withholding the truth from me. You don't give me the option to make choices for myself. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? When you lie, Mm-mm. when you when you act, you know, 
in ways that are different from like your live reality or what you want. Like when you say one thing and do another, you are you are limiting my choices. You're making choices exactly. for me because I'm exactly. over here moving with honesty and expecting yep. you to do the same because that's what you said yep. you was going to do. But yep. when you over here you know, trying to protect yourself, your image, you don't give me the opportunity to make a choice. Like, I'm thinking about instances when guys, instead of just saying, I want to date other people, mm-hmm. they cheat, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Versus if you would have just come and say to me, I want to date other people, you don't know. Maybe I can handle that, and maybe I'll say, okay, we'll mm-hmm. we're, we'll just date casually, Uh, uh, until we determine to do something else or until I decide I don't want to do this no more. Give me the agency. Mm -hmm. Let me have the agency to move in this relationship. You don't, you, you, when you do this, when, when, Partners, I don't want to just say men do it because I feel like women probably can do this too. Yeah, no, it's humans. It's humans. When humans sort of, you know, when you make assumptions about how I'm going to respond to your truth, Mm -hmm. you take away my ability to respond the way that I, that I want to or need to. And that's what, what irks me about Zach Mm -hmm. and all of the guys who feel like I don't want to be the bad guy, Brett. I mean, Ryan too. I don't want to hurt her feelings. I don't want to do this or that. Tell me the truth. Say what it is. And I'm grown enough to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to break. Is it going to hurt my feelings? Am I going to be upset? Yes. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to get up. Like, you're not going to break me. You don't have that kind of power in my life, even though you think you might. Yep. Nope. Um, So, like, I I struggle with Zach for that reason. It was a real bogus move. It was so stupid to me. It was. And uh, I was very disappointed in him. Um, And I was glad that uh, at the reunion dinner that they had, Brett and uh, Brett was like, this is some bullshit. But Michaela, if you (laughs) if you happy, girl, if you happy with this, then I'm you like it. I love it. That's what because I think that's where I landed as well. Like this is Mm -hmm. some frog and noggle baloney, honey. I'm not doing it. (laughs) But if this is what these grown people is going to contend with. Listen, cheers to you. Okay, same. That's how I feel about Rachel. Huh? That's, how I feel about, that's how I feel about Rachel. If this is what exactly. you want to deal with, then if you want to deal business. with Jose and and that extraneous space around his mouth for the rest of your days, that is your choice, sis. It looks like an email. You. It looks like an email. <laughs> I I'm mean, telling celebrate you. you. I celebrate people's capacity to make their own choices and do what they want to do. And I'm like, listen, and, if Michaela going to sit around and act like she all right with Zach doing this both and business with her, Girl, that's fine. Okay. More power to you. That's why Half that nigga's dating bow now. I according and, to the and when I said that being being the villain could be fun, I'm being facetious. But in all, in all actuality, sometimes you got to be the villain. I mean, sometimes the villain. I've been the, the villain a few. It's, yes. I've, it's been a few times, and it's not necessarily the villain. It's actually not the 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 you know the right term all the way because that's not really what you are. You're not 
intentionally out to hurt somebody, but you've got to tell them the truth. And the y'all truth. don't realize that skating around and dancing around issues and, and, and not having conversations actually causes way more harm and damage harm. to people and their emotions and their traumas and their triggers and all kinds of things than actually just having a straight up and down conversation where it might hurt their feelings, but then they can they are clear and they can find steps to start to move past that. You know what I'm yes. saying? To be hurt for yes. a little while and then they can find steps to move past it because they've got clarity. But y'all keep playing these games, not mm-hmm. realizing the long term effects that it has. And it's not cool. And Zach was a whole asshole for how mm-hmm. he handled that. Mm-hmm. You never wanted to be with her. It, it was not fair for you to sit up here and say, no, I don't want to stay married, but I want to keep dating because your actions were not indicative of that. And mm-hmm. we all know that her actions were not indicative of that. Right. So why don't you just stop bullshitting everybody I mean, and just say what it is? Right. But you're so busy worrying about how you're going to appear to everybody else. Let me tell you something. Nobody's going to look worse than Chris from last season. Just rest on that. You just (laughs) want to be the good guy. Like, but you don't realize that withholding the truth makes you the bad guy. The truth hurts, but it's the only thing that's going to make you free. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, you gonna, and even I mean, us recognizing your issues all this season, people can still say, well, damn, she's still acting out. And then in the very last minute where you just, you were faking trying to be this good guy, you ended up looking like a whole fucking dick. Cause the truth is always going to come out. Always. <laughs> and I wish you wouldn't bow well. <laughs> <laughs> we going to see. I'm, ex- I'm actually looking forward to this reunion. Cause I feel like we're going yeah. to get some, some Gil and, and Mirla tea because he said, I saw in the preview that he gets emotional about something. He was like, man, I was, I was really proud of myself for not crying on this whole show. And she was, he was mm-hmm. like, now in this reunion, I can't even hold it together. So I wondered if his emotion was like, you know, positive, like he was so happy about something he was crying mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. upset him to the extent that he was crying. But Either way, I'm excited to get into it. I do feel like Bow and Zach are going to allude to the fact that they've been commiserating. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm. Because they had a a little clip where Bow was like, (laughs) I think me and Zach would be good. And everybody was like, I missed that. I, I saw it. I saw a little, they had a little preview at a reunion. That's when I saw Gil and his red bottoms. I'm very excited to see this. <laughs> I think he and I will do our final Married at final First Sight live, live mm-hmm. after the reunion show. Um, and that will be it for this season. But this, And then we'll start to do some fun Watch With Me stuff on Patreon that we've been talking about. So oh, yes. That was that was married at first sight. We are like again next Wednesday. We are gonna cover um, the n- night before Thanksgiving. We're gonna cover on live. You know, I might be in the kitchen while I'm on the live, but Same. we're gonna be on the live and we're gonna talk about unless. Or wait, are you coming here? <laughs> I don't know because I'm supposed to get my booster that day. Oh yeah, that's right. You did say that. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe not. Yeah, I but, just don't know that I'll be up to the travel. Well, we might be on the live because we'll see how Kia feels after yeah. her booster. So, but, no, but regardless, I mean, yeah. we will have a final discussion mm-hmm. about the reunion show so that we can properly wrap up Married at First Sight. And we Ooh, thank you yeah. all for rocking with us this whole season. This has been fun. This has been fun. Shall we move on to our honesty box? I think we shall. Let's do it. This episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. Win or lose, every little league team still ends up at McDonald's after the game. Listen, 
We went to McDonald's just because, okay? It was a track meet. We was going to McDonald's. I'm going to get me a quarter pounder. Give me everything on it, even the onions, okay? All of us have had to commiserate, cheer each other up with good food. It doesn't matter. It was all done over sweet and sour sauce, and it was delicious, Mm -hmm. unless you were commiserating in the morning over an Egg McMuffin, because let me tell you something. Nothing hits like that with a little strawberry jelly. Differently. Every time Mm -hmm. and you end up feeling like you won no matter when you look around that table and see the faces of the people that you love the most because you got a quarter pounder in front of you and you're happy about it and you can always depend on mcdonald's wi-fi when you need it i know i'm not the only person who has had late night study sessions there and or you know lost my keys and had to find somewhere to use some Mm -hmm. (laughs) wi-fi and get me a delicious chicken sandwich at the same damn time. Come Everyone's through. been to a McDonald's birthday party at some point in their life as well, okay? Mm-hmm. We've all gotten all up in that ball pit. Lord knows what's happened from Woo! there. But we had a good time doing it. Dude. There's even a good chance you or someone you know got your first job at McDonald's. <laughs> it's your girl, <laughs> okay? And we all know it's the pit stop destination you can rely on during road trips. Look for McDonald's at the next exit sign. There's always a trusty sign that lets us know where that is. If you drive up to a McDonald's on a Thursday evening and it's especially busy, it just might be bingo night. <laughs> B67. I'm loving it. Honestly? Truly. All right. It's time for the honesty box. And this honesty box, even though it's written to both of us, uh, you, you'll be able to answer a lot more to this specifically. Um Kia. And so why don't you give our listener she, her, a pseudonym? Okay. Um, let's call her. Um oh who? Harriet Winslow. What? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm laughing. She actually signed her own thing afterwards, but I'll read that at the end. We're gonna call her Harriet Winslow. Okay. Harriet Winslow writes, hello, Jade and Dr. Kia. Before anything else, I just want to say how much I appreciate you two for being the friends in my head that always seem to say the right things at the right times to encourage full grown women like me, but who can also offer encouragement to our nieces in the struggle of adulting. If only we had something similar in our youth, we might be less stressed today. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here's why I wrote in. After dealing with a year of health problems that included a bilateral pulmonary uh, embolism, four blood transfusions, and a myectomy to remove 6.5 pounds worth of fibroids, goodness gracious, I thought that surely God is going to give me a break. After going through all the proper advice to get off of the blood thinners and hormones and everything else prescribed by doctors and specialists, I started having severe joint pain and learned that I had rheumatoid arthritis Mm -hmm. that was going undetected because the symptoms were suppressed by the hormones. Mm -hmm. My doctor seems confident that I will go into remission once I begin treatment, but in the meantime, my knees hurt and I can't fully extend my arms. Kia, I've heard you mention that you have RA, and though I know everybody's body and diagnosis are different, I was wondering if you have any tips for living a life that feels normal. I've begun to adopt... Um, an inflammatory diet and making sure that I keep I try to keep my mental state as positive as possible I'm hopeful that this pain and discomfort won't last forever but anything you can suggest that I can do in the meantime to keep my body moving as well as possible would be greatly appreciated I pray you both have health safety and joy as we continue on this trifling rugged road of adulting and she signed that Megan with the bad knees aka Harriet Winslow 
Oh, Megan Harriet girl. So yes, I I do have RA. I was diagnosed a while ago now. I was 20 when I was diagnosed. Um mm-hmm. and so I think that you're doing you know, you're very much well on the I mean on the, on the right track in terms of thinking about your diet, anti-inflammatory mm-hmm. foods, anything that sort of eliminates inflammation is helpful. Mm-hmm. There are other supplements that I have taken in the past that have helped with that, um, like turmeric. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also, I feel like a conversation with your rheumatologist and or your primary care physician um, around sort of what vitamins and supplements will probably serve you would be be, uh, also helpful. Um, It's also a matter of sort of sitting with your blood work and seeing where your deficiencies are. Um, mm-hmm. For a while, I was taking vitamin D because um, mm-hmm. vitamin D deficiency has been sort of linked to certain autoimmune conditions like RA. Um, but a lot of times when there's some sort of imbalance, the body responds in certain ways. And so I do feel like, you know, I've heard things like what your doctor is saying around, like when you sort of get balanced in the area as it relates to your hormones, your body will probably balance itself out and so um as difficult as it is it sounds like you're doing the right things around being conscious of what you're eating Mm -hmm. and sort of doing things to sort of uh decrease the inflammation trying to keep your stress levels down because that absolutely Mm -hmm. matters as well um there are certain medications that are available that can slow the progression of the ra Mm -hmm. um and so i do think that's why it's important to talk about those options with your rheumatologist um and Another thing that I will say is what has what I have found that's been really super helpful to me is exercise. Um, and so I think it's about and, and this was tough for me because, you know, because of my RA, I have limitations. So I'm not able to go as hard mm-hmm. as, you know, other people like, you know, I have to be conscious of like, you know, there are times where I go to Orange Theory and if I run too fast, I feel it the next day. So I have mm-hmm. to be. Uh, I have to pace myself um, and and give myself grace. So, like, you know, I ask my coaches for modifications. There are certain, you know, my, my RA Im- impacts my hands and joints, so I can't do push-ups. I can't do certain things. And so it's hard when you know that you have these limitations, but there are ways to work around them if you can sort of mm-hmm. get it in your head that, like, okay, I might not be able to do a push-up, but I can do other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I say that to say that exercise and sort of uh, me training and learning that even despite my RA, my, my, I can train my body to do things has mm-hmm. been very helpful. And my doctors say that, you know, mobility is something that you have to sort of hold on to because when you lose it, you don't always get it to come back. So it's always mm-hmm. been about me moving my body as much as I can. Right. Um, so I understand that you have these limitations around your knees. Um, so it may not be running, it may be walking. It, mm-hmm. You know, there are other low impact things. It may be cycling. It may, you know, there are other options that you have. So it's about acknowledging the limitations, but, you know, finding ways and being intentional about finding ways to work around them to keep your body moving for as long as you can is what's going to help you to manage this. Um, yeah. And I mean, I still have my days. Like, you know, I'm sitting here now and my hips are hurting. <laughs> Last night I was laying in the bed and my shoulders were bothering me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just something that you got to kind of 
deal with. My shoulders was bothering me. My hips was hurting, but I did get on that bike for 30 minutes today. Mm-hmm. Um, and just grateful. And every time I get off, every time I leave class, I thank God, you know, mm-hmm. and just being easy on myself. Like, okay. So it took me, it took me 12 minutes to run that mile, but I just thank God that I could run it. Mm-hmm. Would I have liked to run it faster? Absolutely. But was a time when I couldn't even run it in 12 minutes. So I'm I'm practicing gratitude, being thankful for your body, even with this limitations. Um, and sort of just accepting it, that this is what it is, but this doesn't always have to be what it will be. Um, keeping that hopeful outlook. Those are the things that help me. Um, I don't have RA, um, and I sympathize greatly with my loved ones who do. I have osteoarthritis in my right wrist mm. uh, that I developed, I think, 16 or 17 after a break uh, that didn't heal properly, that wasn't set properly. Um, so I, I can't, I'm not, I don't even want to try to get on those levels because I, I can't relate to that, and I'm not going to try to. Yeah. But I will say one thing that has helped me as far as inflammation is concerned um, is uh, turmeric and, and bromelain. Mm-hmm. which is an enzyme found in pineapples uh, because what ends up happening sometimes, and it, it flares up at different times, right? There are things that irritate it. Initially, they thought it was carpal tunnel. Mm-hmm. I had to do physical therapy. Uh, that's when we they did some testing and realized that it, it was full-blown arthritis that had developed in the wrist because I'd broken it at like 12. And it was, yeah, about 16 or 17 when I when they were like, no, there's our, you have our osteoarthritis. Um, and so... That has really helped because what ends up happening is sometimes tendinitis will flare up in my wrist really bad. And the turmeric and the bromelain together really help to fight that inflammation, something about those combinations. Um, But I really love what you and Kia both brought out about keeping a positive mentality because that helps a lot when you're dealing with health issues. Mm -hmm. It helps so much just to switch it up. It doesn't make the pain any less, but it really can how you how how you think can really affect your health uh in more ways than one not when it just comes to arthritis like think about how stress can fully fully kill us you know what i mean so um i'm glad you're paying attention to that aspect of it as well as the physical aspect of it um and i don't want to say that the things that i've offered you are solutions those are just some things that have helped me when the inflammation flares up to the point where it's really hard yeah they just help to manage um, and so, you know, I, like Kia said, talk to your doctors, continue to speak with them and find out the best medical solutions that you can. And those are just some of the things that have helped me personally. And I love your viewpoint, sis, as well. Um, and I, it, it also helps me to understand a little better. That's gotta be so difficult to wake up in the morning and you don't know what part of you is going to hurt or lay down and you don't know what part of you going to hurt that day. I'm sitting down and I'm, I'm hurting. So I just want to. I just want to send some love with that. I mean, it's uh, gonna be but, fine. I just believe yeah. that my body. Listen, God's gonna heal my body. Period. Absolutely. Okay. I. Shoot, I'm almost forty. Key is gonna be the first person to get a BBL in her wrist, <laughs> and you bitches <laughs> are going to gag. I'm getting okay? new wrists, bitch. <laughs> Give me some new wrists. Um, but listen. I just feel like it's, you know, I deal with it and it's fine. It's, um, you know, I'm not the only person that has these conditions. Unfortunately, like we said, we get older, there's things that just happen and where I'm just grateful that (laughs) I'm here to manage it. 
just happened. <laughs> and the doctors flat out tell you, they're like, well, there's really no cause for this. This is right. just, you know, slightly common. And and I'm like, man, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> there will be days that are hard, but there will be days that won't be as hard. And you're going to be all right. Just Absolutely. just don't let nobody tell you that all hope is gone. Mm. I'm gonna be here with my ugly hands and wrists. Oh, and we're gonna shush. figure it out together, girl. Your hands are not ugly. They get all right. Well, on that note, we're gonna we're going to move on to the positive of the state of mind we said we were gonna be in with this <laughs> black person self-care. So let's Indeed. let's head that direction. I deserve oh, oh. Black women self-care. My black women self-care is very simple. Um, when we were together, Jade, Fran, Crystal Jean, Nikki, and I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we sat around over a tie and red wine and discussed appliances. Good. And Crystal shared her vacuum cleaner. We were all commenting on how shiny and clean phenomenal. Crystal's floors are. And she shared mm -hmm. her vacuum cleaner and I purchased it immediately. It arrived this week. And so this weekend I vacuumed every surface in my home. And are they shiny? And I have never been so satisfied in all of my Shining, 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 shining. I mean, it was just so, so full. I felt so full. I love that. Cleaning my house with my brand new appliance toy. And it was I just what I needed. I, I was very so proud, much. very grateful. It was very, I was just like, yo. You deserve it. You can't tell me nothing. This you vacuum is deserve. about to change my life. Bong. You it's know, good. there is a special joy about getting a new vacuum cleaner that just many don't understand. I bought my shark, mm. you know, some months back, and she's a swivel. And when I tell you, I just love that shark. She gives me sound indications when things are not right. She's easy to clear and clean, mm -hmm. you know, because that dirt devil, that <laughs> dirt devil didn't do what it needed to do. That shark, though, that shark does what it needs it's to do. It's a leveling up, you know? It is. It we, is. We just, you know, I feel like we're sort of, getting into a groove of this like adult thing when it comes to sort of oh, yeah. home housekeeping. and Listen, those. today when I was helping Antoinette at the crib, when we were helping her, so, you know, we, you this is what you have to do with your friends, y'all. Moving is a special demon, okay? Mm -hmm. Get um, And so, you know what? This will be my black woman self-care because I felt good doing this. Oh, yeah. So we're over there. And we're cleaning and we're helping my friend unpack mm. and clean, disinfect ca counters and cabinets and, and create pantries and spaces. Mm -hmm. And you can put these things here so that she's not going to bed tonight and waking up in the morning like, Overwhelmed. oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> so that's what we did all it's day. A service. And in the middle of the day, I utilized my Target same day delivery that I pay for annually. I and I said, Antoinette. I'm about to get you a vacuum. Yeah. And she was like, a vacuum? Yeah. On a wood floor? And I was like, oh, Antoinette. Bless your heart. Let me help you. Let me tell you, you about let me tell you about how you are gonna love your broom 
But you're going to make love to your vacuum. But the, I mean, it's just like the I'm in. I'm sitting here vacuuming these the hardwoods. Like, yo, yeah. I thought I was doing something with the broom. Mm-mm. But I no. didn't realize Mm-mm. how much greater. Yeah. Because the dust just be dusting with the broom. You know you what I'm saying? Even, like, you you know, and it's almost up. like you're just moving it from one place to the next. Yes. Right. Because and there's you a little. Get some of it. You yes. know what I'm saying? You Spittles. get some of it in the dustbin, in the dustpan. Yeah. Right? yeah. You get but, the big um, shit. The, but, but there are certain things. And when I tell mm. you, like, I, you clean out the little the filter, yes. I was stunned at how. Spittles. I'm like, son, you would think I had not ever swept these floors what i have been living my life totally foul but i'm glad that you were able to enlighten this is about to be a life-changing moment for antonette so i hope she was like i don't have anywhere to put a vacuum Mm -mm. i said we are gonna find a place it's important because you are gonna have a vacuum cleaner you're gonna be able to suck the air out of those storage bags you're gonna be able to to get the hose up under your stove and your couch and you're gonna be able to vacuum your actual couch your rugs come in you don't have to worry about sweeping a rug like your name is millie may no nigga let's change your life i mean life changing life-changing levels This black woman and I felt good doing totally, that. Yeah, totally dedicated to the power of a good vacuum cleaner. It We're truly grateful. is. Yes. We're grateful. We are nothing but grateful. Maybe I'll change the name of the episode from "Box Braid Wigs" to "The Glory of the Vacuum Cleaner." <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how oh, I'm feeling. The glory. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go be petty again. Let's move okay. out to these petty peeves. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey, honey. Oh, it is time for the petty peeves, and I'm ready to put it on parade, honey. If you are a blessed member of our Patreon, then you will be you can get privy to all of the pre-show shenanigans that Kia and I, <laughs> just the random conversation we have, just the bits of things. Oh, yes. And my petty peeve is dedicated to our pre-show conversation today. Um, And some of y'all might be really mad, and I'm sorry that I'm not sorry, but I hate those wedgie leggings that y'all wear, the ones that have the reptilian scales on them, and it looks like you have a never-ending, uh, your drawers are just just crawled up your ass so far. I don't the understand. The TikTok leggings on Amazon. The, and they say TikTok booty lifting leggings. That is literally how you can search the, I searched them as ass leggings. And what came up? TikTok booty leggings. But I just want you all to know that you look like lizards <laughs> with ant booties. And I, and I just, like, who wants to look like they have a never-ending wedgie? Because wedgies are one of the worst things in the world. I hate those leggings more than... It look like alligators. They look like bad bitch alligators. And I hate them so much. And it don't have nothing to do with... Oh, I keep hitting my light. It doesn't have anything to do with you all's personal choices. Mm-hmm. I, Jade, hate those leggings personally. I can't wear them out the house. It will look like two moons Man. with the crags because of whatever ugly print they have decided to put Man. on these leggings. 
And I just, I just really hate that they were ever invented, existed, mm. could, thought of. Mm. I hate everything about them. It's really a struggle. Yeah. Really oh, and that video that you showed me of that white girl putting those pads in to do a workout video with those alligator leggings. leggings. Yeah. Ugh, I'm disgusted. That's my petty peeve. It's just an interesting time that we find ourselves in. Um, and those leggings. I the 2000s was the ugly time for fashion. I've fallen victim to those leggings. And um, if you watch the <laughs> Patreon, then you'll see live footage of me. She got the whole world <laughs> in her pants. I, mean, <laughs> I never knew. And I, I'm stunned. I never knew. And I'm floored that you all are wearing these leggings outside. Because if I wore those leggings out of this house, I'm certain that I would be arrested. There's a lot of stuff that the ladies wear, or that, the, that, the, that the people wear outside the house that I can't, the people, the people wear outside the house that I can't wear because those shorts with the pockets hanging out and the ass out the bottom, nigga, I would, I couldn't even, There's I no couldn't way. even think about putting literally, those on my body. Literally no way. I can't even dream about it. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's how much they just would not work for me. I mean, it's an absolute no. My petty peeve is is very petty, and it is a frustration uh, that I have uh, because, as I've as I've stated, I've really been trying to be diligent in in my workouts, working out more. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of the downsides of that is that I am hungry all of the time. Yeah, yeah. and I'm exhausted. Like I literally wake up every day, and it's like, man. I have to eat again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoo, when is somebody going to run through here and yeah. just take care of this for me? Because I am tired okay. of preparing food for myself. It's like, man, I just ate yesterday and I have to eat again. Again. And it is, it is exhausting. And I don't know yeah. how the girls are out here with their seven small meals. I am I'm just And let me tell you something. Uh, the workout girls on Instagram with their seven small meals, they they'd be out here with this is Ezekiel toast and sprouts with almond butter. And then we've made a, a whole um gluten free uh flaxseed waffle with I'm berries. Hungry. That's my All snack. The time. And then I have an avocado toast. So I'm like, what you mean to tell me is you had to mash up avocado, you had to wash berries, you had to do all of these things all day just to make sure you sustain yourself. Can't relate. I literally metabolism's about to be on turtle because I ain't got the time. I ain't got the time. I mean I'm just exhausted. Yeah. I did you also, eat today? I did. I did. I had a turkey sandwich earlier. Oh, yum. I love a turkey sandwich. With a, with a kettle, with a sweet Maui onion chip. A delicious crunchy choice. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> you know, I, I love bleeding. a chip. A kettle okay. cooked chip. I can't have a sandwich without a kettle chip and a pickle. Oh, Let me tell you something. You've got to do it. You and got so, to have a kettle and, and a pickle. And I had a, I had a, a, a beef patty before we started Ooh. recording. Um, and a cool and now I'm hungry again. Yeah, I'm about to bust down some Mediterranean food. So on that note, <laughs> we thank you all so much for listening. For we sure. are very, very grateful for you. Uh, and we hope that you continue to come back and sit with us at this kitchen table. Absolutely. But there's a few more things that we hope that you do 
especially in these winter months. And Kia is going to tell you what those are right you now. You want to moisturize your mind by attending mm. to the business that is yours and yours alone. Okay. You also mm. want to moisturize your insides by drinking as much water as your body can contain, because that's how we stay young and fresh out here and don't be looking like uh, milk and bananas. Okay. Mm. Finally, we want to make sure that we are moisturizing our skin Mm. because as we have now on the other side of daylight savings and it's midnight o'clock at 3 p.m., we want the cooler months, the cooler temperatures have set in and ash is a factor. So -hmm. you want to moisturize your skin, beloved, because your black will crack if it's dry. And don't forget that neck. Bye. Peace out.